Welcome to another episode of Global Market Insights brought to you by XM.com, where we provide meaningful and informative content about the events that affect market trends and shape global markets. Hello and welcome to the Weekly Outlook at XM.com. I'm Maria Pasardavis and joining me is Senior Investment Analyst Rafi Boyajian. We'll be reviewing the week ahead. So Rafi, let's begin with China. We'll get GDP numbers on Monday and they might offer a glimmer of hope amidst all the gloom. What should we look out for there and how significant do you think the GDP data is going to be for the markets? Well, Maria, it does. Uh, it is looking increasingly like the case that China is uh, the only major economy uh, that's been able to uh, sustain a steady recovery. Uh, we are seeing uh, signs of slowdown uh, in Europe, in the United States, uh, and uh, China. Although China was actually the first uh, big nation uh, to record a sharp contraction in GDP, because they, of course had the outbreak much sooner than other countries. They've been able to uh, uh, keep the virus under control. Uh, and, and so the economy has continued to steadily recover uh, and expectations for the third quarter are for a year-on-year -year, uh, growth of 5.2%, which is uh, quite a re remarkable achievement given that um, only in the first quarter GDP was actually down almost 7% uh, over the year. Uh, and in, in addition to the GDP numbers, we're also going to get the industrial production, retail sales numbers as well for September. Uh, and they're expected to show that uh, growth in uh, for both industrial output and retail sales quickened uh, in September at the end of uh, the third quarter, suggesting uh, that uh, heading into the final quarter of the year, uh, that growth in China uh, is holding up uh, pretty well. Uh, so if that is that does turn out to be the case, then uh, that should help boost risk sentiment at the start of the week. Uh, of course, uh, in the past week, we've seen quite a deterioration uh, in the market mood, given the heightened election uncertainty in the US, uh, as well as uh, Brexit talks not really uh, producing uh, much uh, progress. So the data at the start of the week uh, might help um, improve uh, risk appetite a little bit. Uh, but uh, And that should, of course, be positive for stocks. As, but as far as the Australian dollar is concerned, which is usually seen as a proxy to China-related uh, trades, uh, we might not necessarily see the uh, reaction in the Australian dollar because uh, we have lately seen a souring of relations between China and Australia, uh, and there are concerns about whether or not uh, Chinese, uh, whether, whether or not Australia's exports to China uh, are sustainable in the long run. Uh, if uh, if relations don't improve anytime soon, uh, and of course we are seeing uh, heightened expectations that the RBA will announce uh, some easing in monetary policy at its next meeting. So the Aussie uh, might not receive much of a boost if the Chinese GDP numbers uh, are upbeat. Okay, turning to Europe now. Flash PMI reports are due on Friday. The recent PMIs have been disappointing, raising doubts about the recovery. Are we likely to see that trend continue in October? And what kind of a reaction can we expect from the euro? Well, so the expectations are that we will unfortunately uh, see that downward trend in the PMIs in October. We have we have seen uh, many countries across Europe announce further uh, restrictions in recent weeks, and that is uh, as of, does, does appear to be having uh, an impact on growth, particularly the services sector, where uh, it, it's much more dependent than the manufacturing sector uh, on. Uh, say, uh, you know, on people being able to uh, go into crowded spaces such as uh, 
uh, restaurants and uh, and shops. Uh, so the flash flood months for October are expected uh, to be uh, particularly uh, positive. Uh, and uh, if they are worse than expected, we could uh, that would raise the prospect of the eurozone economy uh, heading towards a double dip uh, recession. As far as the euro is concerned, though. Uh, it is likely to take a hit from disappointing data, but overall, uh, in the slightly bigger picture, it's the euro is expected to stay within its recent range of between 1.16-1.19 against the US dollar, at least until the US election is out of the way uh, and we start to get clearer signals about how the ECB uh, is likely to respond to this slowdown in the eurozone recovery. Over in the UK, we'll get flash PMI numbers on Friday, as well as retail sales data for September. Given that the list of regions under lockdown is growing and hampering the recovery, what reaction might we see in the pound? So it's a kind of similar picture in the UK. So as you said, we've got a growing uh, number of localities uh, under uh, mini lockdowns. Uh, and so the PMIs in the UK are also expected to um, deteriorate slightly in October. Overall, the UK PMIs have been somewhat better than uh, the rest of uh, Europe. But uh, if, the, if this trend of tighter restrictions continues, then it's only a matter of time where uh, UK PMIs also uh, head towards contractionary uh, territory. Uh, the retail sales are also uh, likely to point to slowing growth uh, in consumption uh, and the pound of course uh, we could see a short-term dip uh, in the pound if the data disappoints but the main focus as far as sterling is concerned are the Brexit negotiations uh, which uh, are likely to be extended for another uh, two weeks and and, uh, and, uh, and the further we head towards the end of the year the more important it's going to be uh, for there to be progress uh, in those talks so if in the coming days and weeks uh, uh, we do see uh, any negative headlines and uh, sterling is likely to be much more sensitive to where those talks are likely to be headed. And finally, in the U.S., the presidential election on November 3rd is quickly approaching. It seems unlikely that a stimulus bill will be passed before then. In the meantime, can we gain any clues as to the strength of the U.S. recovery from the flash PMIs and housing data? So we're going to get a flurry of housing numbers next week, and that's one sector of the U.S. economy that has benefited greatly from very low rates, uh, as well as all the uh, various lending programs, various programs the Fed has in order to boost uh, lending. And so it could potentially uh, provide some assurance to markets that the U.S. economy, uh, at least the housing sector, is holding up. That does turn out to be the case from next week's data. We're also going to get flash PMIs as well on Friday. Uh, overall. Uh, although the U.S. economy isn't maybe growing as fast as it was uh, earlier in the recovery phase, uh, it's still not doing too badly and there's less of a chance of a double dip in the U.S. than it is in Europe, at least at this point in time. So uh, as far as the U.S. dollar is concerned, uh, the main priority for traders uh, is the U.S. election, as you said, uh, which is approaching fast uh, at the beginning of uh, November. And we have seen that Trump's campaign gaining some momentum lately uh, and so as we had uh, closer to that election day 
date, uh, then it's going to be if, if markets are going to be keeping a much closer eye on the polls. If they do see that uh, Biden's lead over Trump is narrowing, uh, then uh, that might upset markets because uh, we have seen investors lately increasingly pricing uh, a blue sweep uh, that the Democrats would take control of both the White House and uh, both houses, both chambers in Congress, uh, and uh, which would make it easier to pass a big stimulus package. Uh, and if it turns out that the Republicans will probably keep control of the Senate, uh, then that would dent hopes of a big fiscal package being approved anytime soon. Rafi, thanks so much. And thanks for joining us at XM.com. Thank you for listening to another episode of Global Market Insights brought to you by XM.com. For more in-depth technical and fundamental analysis, be sure to visit www.xm.com forward slash research.